As the Nationals get ready for a massive second half of this season, we're going to start laying out some goals for what should be happening over the course of the next few months. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 as I have taken my fandom for this team in the podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every single day. And later on in today's show, I don't know if you guys have heard this new Netflix show that came out about quarterbacks. Well, I got a show idea and it's for Major League Baseball and imagine some former Nationals on that show. I'm going to paint that picture for you a little bit later on, but also it is a trade deadline stock report day as we are one day away from, you know what, baseball being back here in the nation's capital. So we're going to preview this trade deadline and really get into some stocks of these guys who could be getting shipped off at this year's deadline. But let's start off with previewing the second half a little bit here, but really getting into some goals for this Nationals team. Because the Nationals, as we started this year, you started off slow in April, kind of what everyone expected. You had a gauntlet of a schedule playing against the Atlanta Braves to start out, the Tampa Bay Rays, and teams like that who are, oh, by the way, at the forefront of Major League Baseball in 2023 as far as standings go. But when you look at this second half, this national season and this second half of the season is going to be a huge one for a lot of guys in particular. But we're kind of looking at this as a whole. And as of right now, the Nationals' number one goal for me is to keep their eyes on the future. And really, what does that mean? Guys who are young, guys who fit in this puzzle piece for this Washington Nationals team. Because rebuilding is simple as this. It's a puzzle. It's putting these pieces to a puzzle together and just eventually completing that like the Nationals did back in 2019, finding those missing pieces and really getting them together. But also, it could be selling off some of those pieces. It could be selling off someone like a J. Mayor Candelario, someone who may not be fitting the mold for this foundation going forward. It could be shipping off someone like a Trevor Williams even. But guys who stay here are C.J. Abrams, Josiah Gray, Guys like that, Mackenzie Gore, Luis Garcia, all the young guys who, if you have to ask yourself, is this guy a part of the future and you probably lean towards the yes side, then you're not going to ship him away. Lane Thomas is another guy that you could put in this scenario and say, is he part of the future? I would say yes, but I think a lot of people would say the opposite. Who really knows where that direction will go as far as Lane Thomas goes, but that is what I prioritize going forward. The Nationals have to keep their eyes on the future because this team and this roster right now is not built for winning. It just simply is not. They signed J. Mayor Candelario and Trevor Williams and Corey Dickerson, guys like that, to ship them off at the deadline. It's simple. These guys who may be fillers like Dickerson, Candelario, Joey Manessis even, these are guys who are going to be shipped off at the deadline Maybe not Manessis, but certainly Dickerson and certainly Candelario as he is in all of the trade rumors 
so far this season. So the Nationals just have to keep their eyes on the future because that is what matters most. As I've said all year, and as we've all said all year, wins aren't going to be coming in the win column for this Nationals team. Wins is coming in C.J. Abrams' development, Josiah Gray taking a step up, which is a win, by the way. He was an all-star. Mackenzie Gore really proving himself and staying healthy through the duration of this 2023 season. Those are wins for this Washington Nationals team. They've certainly started to pile those up as we've seen step-ups from Mackenzie Gore this season. Josiah Gray as well. C.J. Abrams has looked better, especially recently. But we're going to get into that a little bit later on. Also, second part, you have to sell who is not part of this future. And really, it, this kind of goes in with that first call is the eyes are on the future. But you have to sell pieces who are not part of this team going forward. Guys like Carl Edwards Jr., guys like Candelario again. Pieces like that who don't fit the foundation for this Nationals team. Because this Nats team, and Mike Rizzo in particular, a lot of people look at the 2021 trade deadline and kind of think of it as the last little push that we had as Nationals fans. The last season that you could say that we were somewhat in contention at some point in that 2021 season. But when you ship off guys like John Lester and get Lane Thomas back, I have to reiterate this all the time. John Lester was terrible with us. He had an ERA in the fives. This was someone who probably would have been DFA'd by the Washington Nationals. You trade him away for a young gun like Lane Thomas, and look what he's done. He's our team MVP last year, and he's certainly going to be the team MVP this year as well. So when you look at guys like that, when you look at moves in that little frame there, you can trade anyone and you never know who you're going to get back. So some people may say, why would we trade Carl Edwards Jr. right now? What could we get in return? And the real simple answer is probably not much. But when you never really know what will be happening with this team, you never really know what you could be getting back in return. And I think what Mike Rizzo does, again, what he does best is that this guy, he finds value at the trade deadline. He's always done it. He's always been able to pinpoint talent, whether that's shipping talent away and getting some back in return or vice versa. That is where I trust Mike Rizzo the most in his department as president of baseball operations. Whatever trade that Mike Rizzo decides to do, I'm usually all in for it. Like last year's trade deadline, I was all for the Juan Soto trade. It's not something I wanted to see happen, but considering what we got back in return, I think this Nationals team had jumped this rebuild by about two or three years or so, getting all the talent that we got in return. Because if you take away James Wood and Robert Hassel and Yarlin Susanna and all those different pieces, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, where would this Nationals team be right now? Would Luis Garcia still be playing shortstop? Would we have Carter Keeboom playing shortstop? Who really knows where this team would be? But I can tell you this, it wouldn't be pretty. It would not be pretty whatsoever. And we'd have to go through this long, dragged-out rebuild like the Kansas City Royals have done all this time because they didn't ship away their pieces when they were most valuable. While it's not the best way to run an organization, it's certainly not the worst. You got value back in return. And that is what Mike Rizzo and the front office will have to do going forward. Third goal, and in my opinion, the most important goal for this Nationals team going forward in 2023. 
continue to let C.J. Abrams hit for the leadoff. So, so far over the last few games in this leadoff role, C.J. Abrams is 6 for 12 with a walk and three stolen bases. C.J., if you could get C.J. to be an everyday leadoff hitter and as well as your everyday shortstop, that is huge for this Nationals rebuild. And this is kind of a glimpse into the future. When you have guys like James Wood, power hitter, if you have someone like Dylan Cruz, a simple masher, think Daniel Murphy, kind of hitter, kind of guy. When you have guys like Brady House, also coming up, a big power bat. Yo-Yo Morales, now in the fold as well, another power bat. You're going to have to have your speedy guys, like the Nationals did with Trey Turner back in the day. You have to have those guys at the forefront of your batting lineup. And when you have someone like C.J. Abrams batting leadoff, not only do you have that threat of someone of just getting on base and knowing what he can do over the course of a season, getting on base, stealing bags, all those different things. And really, with C.J. Abrams speed, one of the fastest guys in Major League Baseball, this is a huge stepping stone for him to make. He's only 22 years old. Not a lot of guys make their Major League debut. And I do believe Mike Rizzo said yesterday that over 200 players in this draft class, the 2023 MLB draft, were older than C.J. Abrams. That is how young C.J. is right now. So when you look at this, and now he's taking this step up to be the leadoff hitter for a National League, Major League Baseball team. That is a huge development in what we see as a rebuild. That is a huge stepping stone in what we see for this Nationals team going forward. Because when you have guys like Abrams, it's going to make it easier for James Wood and Brady House, Dylan Cruz, Yo-Yo Morales, Joey Manessis, Lane Thomas, all those guys who are part of this team and part of this rebuild and who could be part of the foundation going forward, that is a huge milestone for this Nationals team to really get them comfortable in that leadoff spot and have that for the next five to ten years, hopefully. That is huge for this Nationals team, and they're just going to have to continue to work on that, and hopefully CJ just gets even better. Because I think over the last month or so, you're really starting to see a turn in his development, and it's for a great ride. The defense has been clicking. He's made a ton of web gem plays, as we saw him last year as well when he was only 21. And now he's hitting the leadoff. And he's starting to be very valuable for this team going forward. So it's something that we're going to have to watch. And I think it's something that the Nationals will hopefully keep on working on because through a few games, six for 12, a walk and a couple stolen bags, that's huge for this Nationals team. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day. Tomorrow's show, I do want to preview this real quick. Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez are in contract years. This could be the last... Could be the last season of both of them here in D.C. We'll discuss that a little bit later on in tomorrow's episode as we really get into this season. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our good friends over at Sleeper. And guys, Sleeper is just amazing. I can't tell you how much I love Sleeper because you get to swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money by using promo code Locked on and Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. You can predict the hottest fantasy baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, much, much more to cash in on on your daily fantasy baseball skills. You All you have to do is use promo code Locked on and the Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. First time depositors can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code Locked on. 
Use promo code locked on, you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And now we get back into it as it is a Thursday, which I think we're going to do over these next few weeks is, and really over the next two weeks, you could say, because the trade deadline is August 1st. But we're going to get into a national stock report as far as trade value goes. As we said, I kind of talked about who's on the market for this deadline for the Washington Nationals. And there's a few guys on here that, in my opinion, have a pretty good shot of being shipped off. And the Nationals, that's what they're going to do. Get ready for it. They're going to sell. You see the St. Louis Cardinals with all the talent they have. They're probably going to ship off Arenado and or Paul Goldschmidt. This is going to happen, so get ready for it. But it, and the good news is a lot of these guys, like Jamer Candelaria, that we'll get to first, they got to stock up in their trade value. Listen, I know a lot of people like Jamer Candelaria. I love Jamer and what he has done for this team this year. He's been a huge improvement over the debacle with Michael Franco in last year's season. Franco, I like him. Seemed like a great guy. Awful. Awful third baseman defensively and offensively in particular. But Jamer Candelario stepped up this season for the Nationals after getting DFA'd by the Tigers, letting him walk, which was insane in my opinion, considering where the Tigers are at. So now you have Jamer Candelario, and he has proven to be that he is back. He's a switch hitting third baseman, someone who's been a tick above average defensively, in my opinion. And then also his bat at the plate has been awesome. He's got his power tool back. This is going to be a hot commodity on the market. Now, how hot of a commodity could he be? It really just depends on who really gets sold at this deadline. Because if Nolan Arenado becomes available, that's a little bit of a stock down for someone like Candelaria. But if he was not traded, that just bumps him up even just a little bit more. He's not on the same level as Arenado. Let's get that out of the way. I think we all know that. He's not going to get any sort of demand like a Nolan Arenado would. But Candelario, he could get something back decent. And as we've highlighted plenty of times in the past, Mike Rizzo finds value in trades. He still has that scouting tool to where he can pinpoint where talent is. It doesn't matter where they are in the rankings. This guy is going to find talent and hopefully use that and make him to a future Washington National. So Candelario, as he's done this season, his stock is through the roof as far as what it has ever been. Maybe if you traded him up in 2021, you could have had some decent stock with him there. But he wasn't a national. He was a Detroit Tiger. So now we have him. His stock is way up once again. And teams are going to be looking for someone who could play good third base. Teams like the Diamondbacks, maybe the Brewers even. There's a lot of teams out there who could be in the market for a solid defensive third baseman. All right. Now let's get to a second one. This one may be a little bit tricky. Designated hitter, Joey Manessis. I love Joey. Last year when he got called up, everyone was like, who is this cat? We have no idea who this guy is. Well, he's come up. Joey has been pretty good. And over the last week or so, he hit the four home runs against the Texas Rangers, getting his stock up just a little bit. And that was a huge key for Joey Manessis. Because last year, what made him so special was not only was this guy hitting for average, but he was hitting for power as well. He had the OPS, one of the higher OPSs in all of the National League in the second half of last season. But now you look at it and what he has done this year, he's still getting the hits, 
It just hasn't really ended up in power to where we have seen in the past. But Joey Manessas, over this last week, I do believe he's kind of raised his stock just a little bit. And there's hope that he could get on a tear here and maybe get his OPS up to a 790 or something like this by the end of this month. And if he does do that, his stock will go up even just a little bit more because this guy's got years and years of control left on his contract. It's just a matter if the Nationals want to keep him going forward, if they see him maybe of next year's deadline, if he's killing it in the first half of next season, then you maybe trade him for a little bit more value. But right now, as it stands here, I do believe teams will be calling about Manessas just because of the state of DHs right now. Every team's got them. You've got to have a designated hitter in your lineup. And I think with someone like Manessas, he doesn't have to be an everyday DH. It could just be a lefty-righty matchup, and he could be that guy for you when you're facing a left-handed pitcher. But certainly there will be value there for return. Carl, Carl Edwards Jr., I like the guy. I like the pitcher. Stock down for Carl Edwards Jr. Listen, he's had his struggles this year. While the numbers may not reflect it, every time Carl Edwards Jr. comes in a game, it's one of those feel things. You feel like the game isn't really under control as it was prior to him entering the game. When he comes in, his walk rate is higher. His strikeout rate has been lower. And really, it just hasn't been there. Even though the numbers may not reflect this, it's one of those eye things. You can't tell me right now when you have Carl Edwards Jr. in the game that you're feeling comfortable. And if we're being honest, really with any Nationals bullpen piece, you're like, yeah, I feel comfortable with this game. Besides Jordan Weems at this point, he's the only guy that I could pinpoint to say, yeah, I don't really feel uncomfortable with him in the game. But Carl Edwards Jr., he's had a roller coaster of a 2023 season. And last year at the deadline, that's when this team should have traded him. I still don't understand why they did. His stock was never higher as a national than before last year's deadline. And I'm stunned to see if they were to say that no one was calling about him. Everyone is calling about any bullpen piece, especially if you have postseason experience and especially if you have World Series experience. This guy pitched in the 2016 World Series. He's a World Series champion. He's got the exposure that is needed for a bullpen making a run in the postseason. I don't know why. He was not traded at last year's deadline, but now he's certainly going to be traded. And if he's not, I'd be stunned. But his trade value is down considering his walk rate is up. And when you're a bullpen guy, you cannot walk people the way that he has been. So that is why Carl Edwards Jr. stock is just a little bit down entering this trade deadline. <clears throat> Another bullpen piece, Hunter Harvey. His trade stock is up, kind of, sort of. Now hear me out. Hunter Harvey is going to be a name talked about this deadline. In fact, I think he's going to be one of the bigger-ish names going to be talked about at this deadline as far as nationals go because his stuff is electric. The stuff is. Now while you look at him and you want him to be a closer, you just look at him and say his stuff screams closer, screams MLB closer, someone who could be one of your guys down the line. But it just hasn't really clicked in that closer role. But what he has excelled at is kind of in this setup man role. And in some situations, sometimes high leverage situations, he has come through for this Nationals team. And he was a former first round pick. This guy's a big name. All the GMs know about him. This guy was a former top prospect in the Orioles system. It just never really worked out for them. But he's got the stuff. You see it in a team like the Tampa Bay Rays, for example. They look at a Hunter Harvey 
And I guarantee you, someone like them, or even the Atlanta Braves, a team that works really well with pitching, they could use him, they would utilize him, and I guarantee you he would turn out to be a stud closer there, whichever team that he were to go to. Now, I don't think the team's going to use him as a closer just because we've seen him in that role already. It hasn't really gone too well, especially in the second half of the season. Someone who isn't a closer on a bad team, you're not going to make him a closer on a good team. just doesn't work that way. You typically will have someone in that role. But Hunter Harvey is certainly someone who is a backup option in that scenario. But even then, he's a better setup guy. Really, when the leverage isn't as high as a closing role is, that's kind of what I like. Hunter Harvey doing stock down for Dominic Smith first baseman listen I don't really want to trade Dominic Smith for the record because one I just don't know what the return will be I don't know if it's going to be worth it because the thing is with him when you have this young infield it's valuable to have someone at first base who plays a well above average defensive first base you got CJ Abrams and Luis Garcia up the middle it's so important for this young infield to really mold together. And now while Dominic Smith is certainly not for the future of this team, the defense is so valuable to me. The defense itself and what he has done with helping this pitching staff and saving so many errors from this offense, or from the defense rather, it's important to them. And it's not only just important to them, it's important to Mike Rizzo and this staff because they saw what the defense did last year. It was terrible. But as they improved that in the second half of the season, you saw the value that it played to the staff when you saw guys like Patrick Corbin and Josiah Gray simply just pitching better and feeling more comfortable out there because that's really what it comes down to. And I think a lot of people just kind of sleep on this factor of it. you got to be comfortable out there, especially for young starting arms like Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. You want to have them feel the most comfortable when they're out there. So I think with Dominic Smith, while his hitting this year has not been great, his defense has. But unfortunately for Major League Baseball, we're in this offensive crazy frenzy right now to where you need to have guys like Dominic Smith playing over at first base. While the defense is great, you need him to take a step up on the offensive side of things, and he just hasn't done that so far this season. So stock down for Dominic Smith, and even then, I'm not really in the business of trading him for all those reasons I just listed. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen. Before we get into this, I'm not going to say genius idea. I don't really come up with too many genius things in my entire life. But before we get into it, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. And guys, Bird Dogs make you look good. It's as simple as that. When I put on my Bird Dogs, I feel so confident. And that is just the name of the game because Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. That is why I love my bird dogs. Guys, if you see me over on YouTube, you know I'm a big dude. I and It's not the good way. I am a big dude. That's what I'll say. I need my bird dogs to make me look slimmer, and they make me feel amazing. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free 
Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddog.com slash locked on MLB or promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. And now let's get back into it as I don't know if a lot of people watch this show. It just came out, uh, I believe yesterday, actually, the show Quarterback with Netflix. Now, while it's the All-Star break, I thought we could have a few minutes on this. I don't know if you've watched it yet. I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't. But if you did, this is a sports guy or gal's dream. To have a documentary just following just a handful of players like Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Think about this for baseball. We always talk about the marketing strategy of baseball because everyone says baseball is dead. Baseball is dead. No one watches anymore. There is no casual fans. You're either all the way in or you're all the way out. Whatever. Hear this out. What if Major League Baseball permitted their players, and in particular, their stud pitchers, and they created their own series called Ace. And now, while some people may think like, eh, who cares? This will attract viewers and eyeballs to Major League Baseball in a desperate way. Because let's be honest, Major League Baseball, they need all the eyeballs they can get on them. And especially while you're on this euphoric climb up to the top of sports, when you have all these young pieces, when you have all these young guys who are carrying the sport of baseball right now, And at the forefront of it, it's Ellie De La Cruz. It could be someone like James Wood down the line. But think of it this way. If you were to get legends of the game, like a Max Scherzer, and you were to do one of these documentaries like him, let's say it's Max Scherzer, uh, Garrett Cole, and uh, uh, Patrick Corbin, for example, you would not want, would you not want to watch what they do on a game day start, on their off day start? Because that's not really the axis that we get. Major League Baseball, they don't have their own hard knocks the way that the NFL does. You never really get the inside look that other teams in other leagues do. Like NBA basketball, they got their own insight. NFL, they obviously have their own as well. But Major League Baseball has kind of slept quietly on this factor. And I think if they gave people an inside look on what these guys like Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer, and Patrick Corbin are doing, that would be interesting. And it wouldn't just be interesting for us baseball nerds. It would be interesting for everyone who's just a casual fan, someone who may not be all that interested in baseball, but may be interested in the factor of a documentary for someone who's taking the mound that night in a must-win game in game 162. You're telling me that wouldn't be interesting? That you would not watch the heck out of that? Because what is more intriguing than what Max Scherzer does on a game day? Don't you just want to be a fly on the wall and see what he does? And even then, what does he do the day after a start? What does his routine look like? How does he stay in pristine condition? These are the questions that I want to see answered. And I think Major League Baseball, it would benefit in a tremendous way. And that is what they need. Because they need all the eyeballs that you could possibly get. And I think with quarterback, that with that show that just released yesterday, I think it's going to be changing the industry as a whole. Because I think that it's going to show that not only is it going to produce revenue, not only is it going to produce some extra eyeballs on those key players, not only is it going to make them look better, because that's what ultimately is what this has come out to be, is that all these guys are looking a lot better. And you're like, oh, like a lot of people hate Kirk Cousins. Oh, I saw a lot of people last night and say, I kind of like Kirk Cousins now. 
So I think there really is no negative downside to it besides the cameras following you around, which I'm sure would get annoying. But money solves everything. It does. And I think if you were to throw out the money there for whoever it may be, I think that X person would take that. And if they didn't, and if Major League Baseball doesn't want to do this, then that's fine. But if they came up with a show called Ace, are you not watching that? Because I can tell you, I'm 100% watching that game. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez and what their future looks like as Washington Nationals president and also the manager of the Washington Nationals, Davey Martinez, because these guys are free agents after this year. For all we've known since 2018 with Davey Martinez, he's been the head honcho here on the baseball field. Mike Rizzo, since the late 2000s, has been the president of baseball operations. What's the future for those guys? We're going to discuss that on tomorrow's show. But again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. One more day, one more night without baseball. You enjoy it. Have a good one. Go Nats.